On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Comrade when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you're gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's podcast. I'm your host, Ron Adon, aka Mr. Taylor Mate. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Who's Man's Podcast, episode 77. Before I keep it going, we got to figure out who's here. Look, I'm not in a laughing mood today. I'm not. I don't feel funny. I feel hurt. I feel pain. I feel I feel let down. And I feel like I let somebody else down. And I would just like to take what this moment. Going? And I feel very angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> actually feel rage. And they came out of nowhere. <laughs> So, I don't know where this came from, but I feel hot now. <laughs> um, Go ahead and tell the people why you upset. Oh, I ain't gonna cry uh, Last night, if you don't know, we're recording on a Wednesday. This happened on a Tuesday. You know, the greatest athlete of all time can't always come through. I mean, a lot of you all's mediocre faves uh, let you down more often than you think. Um, Wait, did LeBron play last night? I thought he was injured. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let it down. Um, so, <laughs> Serena Jamika Williams went out there and tried her best. It's not our fault that haters come in many different forms, including injuries. Um, but we'll be back. Damn. All right. <laughs> but in the meantime, I am done with sports. I want to make that announcement on this podcast. I will no longer watch sports. And yeah, they might be on my TV and I might be looking towards that direction, but I'm not watching. Okay. Because I just feel like I'm bad luck. And I know some of my teams win. Shout out to Michigan State. We should be top five this or next week. Um, some of my teams come through, but not enough. And I'm making a pledge today. That until further notice, Brian, last name or middle name and last name is no longer watching sports. Thank you. I mean, I thank you guys in advance for respecting my decision. Okay. I love you, Serena, still. Okay. <laughs> so, serious question Did she get hurt, hurt last night? Is that why things didn't work out? She literally like jammed her ankle like on that on match point. I heard she was on match yeah. point like four times though. Okay, well, is that true? Yeah. She kept playing through it, okay? <laughs> like a real champion. <laughs> and that's not what we're going to do with questioning. Okay? She hurt herself, and she couldn't get through it. <laughs> the fourth time? What happened the first three times? Oh. How many match points have you had, Ron? Damn it. <laughs> now going a little too far. <laughs> I'm just an inquisitive mind trying to get to the full story. My here. name this week is I'm done with sports. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> my name this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. We ain't gonna ask too many more questions, man. I'm gonna let it keep moving. <laughs> uh, so, how y'all been lately? What you been up mm, to? Hurt. All right. Uh, not much, man. Went back home. Uh, for hope. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully, but 
the last wedding I have to attend till mine because I've been in weddings all that was like number six Damn. since last year. Um, but this time I was uh, a date to my lovely fiance, and she was in the wedding this time, so we switched roles. So it's kind of nice just to chill and watch everything go by. But it was a good time. It was so damn cold that it just made me even more appreciative how much I don't miss the weather in Michigan Ooh. and how how much I don't like it. But other than that, it was great. Good to see family. Um, of course, there's no there's no hour of the day now without talking about the wedding. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an inevitable thing I have to take in. But all is well. How was you guys' weekend? Man, I looked at the weather app. And uh, for Detroit this weekend, because I was cold here in Dallas, and then I saw a negative <laughs> one, <laughs> and then and you felt warm I again. Did. I literally did. <laughs> I showed like, my friend who was here, and she was like, "Well, wait, I, I didn't know there was negative temperature, so I want y'all all to pray for her." Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what area Can't be from the Midwest, <laughs> where you don't know that there's a negative temperature, but hey. Uh, it's a blessed life. <laughs> uh, it is. Now nah, this weekend uh, was dope. Uh, just what did I do this weekend? <laughs> Wait, I was about to lie. <laughs> epic, <laughs> epic. I was about to lie. This <laughs> weekend was dope. Cricket. <laughs> I don't think I did much. I think I stayed in my apartment a lot. Watched a lot of Netflix. I had a lot of people come to my apartment this weekend. Maybe Thanks that's why. Well, you was in a whole ass wedding, so or at a whole ass wedding. I can't, I can't compete with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of watching sports that won't happen again. So I'm, I'm gonna have some free weekends coming up. Ron, how was your weekend? <laughs> uh, my weekend was pretty chill. I was in straight bachelor mode. Uh, Tori left me at home while she went up to Dallas, so I was here chilling. Trying to figure out how I'm gonna eat because I forgot how bad my struggle meals are. Like, I would, I'd be eating good for so long. I forgot just how hard it is. I can't eat good myself. The best line How hard my struggle meals are. Struggle. That's right. Man, I'm just sitting here looking at my dinner like that's all I got. Looking at the refrigerator like, well, how the hell do you put all this together? Like. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy. So what you have? Yeah, give us some meals. Know. Give us some meals. I mean, so my meal was pretty basic. Like, just had some chicken. I used the jewel to cook it up. Um, if you know what that is, it's like a little device where you could just put it in the uh, put it in some water and heat the water up. You put your chicken in a bag with your marinade and all that. Mm. Put that chicken in the water and it basically boils it for you. And ninety percent of the time, you see. But this was one of the ten percent of times where I left it in there for too long. So. <laughs> My chicken was a little dry. I ain't going to hold y'all up. <laughs> I definitely had plenty of liquids on deck to help it go down. I was just about to say, that's a great sell. Like, I yeah. might go look into it. No. <laughs> like, nah. No, but it is a great device. Like, it is definitely works well when you do the things right. So here's how it works. Like, they food going to cook for about 45 minutes, and then you got another half an hour before you have to take it out. So me, like, oh, okay, I got an extra half an hour. I can keep watching. I can keep playing the game. I let the half an hour turn into 45 minutes, and the advice was like, dog. We've been done, so I don't know what you thought he was over here doing. <laughs> but your chicken dry now. But it was all I had, so I ate it. And to go along with it, fix up some green beans, which 
I'm not a big fan of green beans, so it's hard for me to make them taste good, but I was able to make those work. Made them kind of spicy, though they were edible, so I was able to get my greens in there. And there's some just some bread on the side, you know, throw some carbs in it so I can stay nice and full. So that doesn't sound like a struggle meal, meal, bro. It wasn't I thought you were about to say, like, <laughs> I had some ramen, I some hot dogs in there. I made, I made a different type of ramen every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> try to chef it up. See, the, the food itself wasn't bad. It was just the quality of my ability to prepare it that made it bad in comparison <laughs> to what I'm used to. So, like, when you're looking at the plate, you're like, this is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not used to this. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry, but <laughs> you start apologizing to your own stomach. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> no, we in this we in this together. I'm not gonna like it any more than you are. That's funny. Uh, um, but me and my liver are on great terms. We had a pretty chill weekend. We had just a couple of drinks, nothing too crazy. So, you know, we're going we're starting strong in this new year. Me and my liver, we're gonna have a nice good year. You said you started no strong. Well, I started bad, I'll say on the first New Year's <laughs> night. My my kidney was like, all right, here we go, same shit, different year. But since then, we we've been doing good. Okay, uh, and I don't think there's gonna be too much coming up in the next few weeks that will cause me to go crazy. So me and my liver should be smooth. Look, Brian said he's at least through fat. Yeah. So you said what? <laughs> <laughs> you said Brian's gonna be free because he don't have to watch sports no more. So hey. you know what happens when he shows up at the door. Yeah, Murder. you might as well throw away that waiver from from your liver all the time. <laughs> My liver got a most wanted sign with Brian just posted on the wall. <laughs> you see this man just throwing darts at it. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a random uh, question? What's up? Really random. Um, but you both have iPhones, right? Yeah. Have, yep. have you noticed that the volume goes down when you look at your text messages? Huh? No, that doesn't happen that's to just me. Just me. You're what? That might just be so you. So when I look at my messages. The volume goes down like, like maybe four notches, maybe five. Like when you look at it on your homepage or when you actually open up the When text. I open up either just my messages or the text. Hmm. Yeah, they got y'all. Nah, that doesn't happen to me. They got y'all phones hacked, boy. Dang, that's my FBI work. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You're trying to protect your ears, dog. Tonight, it's ain't no joke. You need to be thanking him. True. Keep it for keeping your uh, volume Thanks, down. Thanks, Rob. Are you sure? Okay, where are you at in the room right now? I'm in my living Is there but lights? A lot of lights? I, I noticed this happen. I noticed it happen in the car. So, like, I was listening to yes. music, and I, was, I, w- I wasn't driving and texting, okay? We don't do that, guys. Um, but I noticed the music went down, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, where's the volume? This is my jam. And I closed the message app, and it came back. Does that only happen when you're driving? No. No, because it just happened now. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's random. Because I do know my car does that too with the with the Apple CarPlay. Like it'll try to turn your music down so it can read the text to you. But I don't know why we do that while you're just chilling at home. I don't know. Yeah, personally, yeah. All right, man. And you keep your your phone to yourself. Don't be over here bringing it around us. <laughs> we checking your phone at the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get down to business. So, one of the things I did do this weekend besides eat those struggle meals was check out uh, that Netflix Fire Festival documentary. Y'all heard about that? Yes, I have. So, <laughs> Netflix and Hulu both dropped one this past week, which we'll talk about the, the flex move that that was from Hulu a little bit later. But 
just want to talk a little bit about the documentary itself a little bit. So, I mean, it's hard to not really give spoilers, but at the same time, most of us pretty much know what happened. It's just kind of give you some of the, the details to how we got to that point. And I would say it's definitely worth checking out, especially I'm watching eventually, but I watched the one on Netflix first, and it was, that's the one that's a little bit more serious and a little more about, like, okay, here's how we ended up at the point where that you all saw all the steps that led up to it. It is some crazy stuff that this dude, the main dude who tried to put this on was Billy McFarlane, I think was his name. And th- throughout the whole process, he's red flags the whole way. And this dude is just a straight hustler, a straight shyster, finesser, scammer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> he was able to get all these people convinced that all these huge major problems, like what island are we going to be on? Where are people going to sleep? How are we going to feed them? How are we going to get them there? These big major questions <laughs> that you would think are going to be no one thing that you'd have to figure out. <laughs> It's like a month before the festival. They ain't got to figure it out. He's like, it's all good. I got it. Trust me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's all good. And he had them all believing it. Except for a few handful of people who were just like, no, this ain't about to Those work. are the people like, I want to know more about. Because I want to hear I ain't going to book my ticket. I'm going to work from home. Okay? He <laughs> got friends calling, hey, can you hook me up to the festival? Mm. No. You want me to? <laughs> I'm gonna say no, dog. And I'm gonna need you to trust me. Okay. Maybe next year. <laughs> so one dude who I feel like is the hero of all this that I don't think I want to talk about when it first happened is the guy who was in charge of booking all the acts. And like the day before or the day of, he basically just canceled with all of them. Like he is a true hero there because could you imagine all these different musical performers? If they showed up to this island and they got the same treatment that these guests got, it would have made it so much more hilarious for us, but it made it worse. So I think Billy needs to send that dude a thank you box of chocolate something Wait, so to get to say say thank you for this. So dude. the artists were actually scheduled to come. Coming, they were like going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I think Blink. I'm so Blink One Eight Two. They were like they sent out a message the day of the festival, like, oh hey, we're not coming to that festival anymore. And a lot of the other artists were contacted by this, this dude whose name I don't remember, but he was in the documentary. He's like, yeah, I canceled all the acts. I told people not to come. Because he just knew, like, nah, this festival ain't happening. Damn. So I definitely think you should check it out. Because even all the hilarious stuff we saw on Twitter, the pictures that we saw, the horrible accommodations, that only shows a piece of it. And it's so just incredible to watch how it all came together. And this, this dude had his whole team, like, legit had a whole work task force. Of enough people who you think could have made this happen, but he just didn't listen to the warnings, he refused to budge on the date, and screwed everything up. And Rob, mm. was Billy actually part of the uh, documentary? So in this one, he wasn't, which is why I got to watch the Hulu one, too, because he was mentioned often in the Netflix one, and they have clips of him okay. speaking, but he did not actively participate and in, like, in give an interview like he did with the Hulu one. Wow. And some people are saying he might have even tried to finesse Netflix too, because I think he was quoted at asking Netflix for a quarter meal to do the uh, interview, and they said <laughs> so nah, he just never. So they stopped. just didn't do it with him, <laughs> right? <laughs> but eventually, Hulu did pay him to do the interview, and and never that Hulu paid was ever given out. But I, I have to imagine it was less than a quarter meal. He was just trying to hustle Netflix one last time to pay for that lawsuit that he got. Mm. Wow. Hey, for those of you who are lost right now if you go back to our first few episodes when this came our our episode came out right after right after this actual was supposed to the festival was supposed to that weekend after the festival was supposed to happen we did a who's man's on that Mm -hmm. so yeah so and then real quick gotta give a second note follow-up who's man's to ja rule yes 
Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just been reacting in the exact way you would expect Jaru to react to this. I've never seen someone get a Who's Man's originally and then get a Who's Man's for defending the original Who's Man's. Like, (laughs) I think that's the first. So, congrats to Jaru. Like, my favorite moment from him in all of this is that so there was a woman who was responsible for the catering. Like, her restaurant was taking care of all the food. She was feeding workers before everyone got there. And she's supposed to be taking care of a lot of the guests, too. And she got screwed over big time by all of this because, you know, she, of course, she never got paid. Quick side note, there was a GoFundMe that started going up to help get her some money. So, you know, kind of like, you know, sorry for your troubles type of thing. I think she's actually raised more than what she lost from the whole Firefest thing. So swagger off of that. Shout out to people who out there showing her some love. Which is so but, dope because, like, when I read that she gave her entire life savings to make sure everyone else basically was paid or got what they needed out of yep. it, that was so sad. Yep. Yeah. So thankfully, I mean, she had to go about a good year probably on hard times because of that. But I think she's got some good stuff heading her way for that good karma. But what's crazy about that is, of course, a lot of people were like the one shade towards Jaru for being involved in this and deservedly. So he was the, part of the face of it at one point, even though he definitely tried to back away from it once it all went downhill. <laughs> he had one quote where he says, I forgot her name, but basically he said, shout out to that catering woman. I never met her, but I wish all the best for her. And the person who tweeted really included the link from the documentary where you see him in a, on a couch sitting right next to her claiming that he never met her. It's like, dog. <laughs> we all just watched you sit right next to her. <laughs> you you going to try to act like that just didn't happen? Nope, that ain't me. <laughs> There's a camera right here. I didn't know I was sitting on that couch. I didn't know. Oh, y'all know her. Oh, yeah, I know her. What was that meme that went viral with a black dude, no shirt, doing the whole hands? Like, man, I don't know what y'all talking about. Mm. I don't know the name of it, but I know the meme. I call it the boy. boy. (laughs) Yeah. What happened? That was was him when the picture popped up. Like, oh, you see. (laughs) Like, that didn't even me. That's my twin. Y'all didn't know I had a twin? <laughs> and then Jaru had like a lot of uh, moments some... like that this weekend on Twitter. I think uh one lady was uh tweeted at him like um or he he originally tweeted like, Oh, you guys just see one documentary and you think you know everything and all this stuff and the lady tweeted something like, Hey, this puts you in legal harm and I, I missed, I'm missing some parts of it, but basically he was like, oh, what are you? What do you know? And she's like, oh, I'm an attorney. <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally know this. <laughs> I literally <laughs> might be the one suing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he responded to her. I don't think he did. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, I'm a lawyer. I know all of this. Oh, I know the law. All that we're talking about. <laughs> oh, we're talking about law. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we move on from this, there's one final question for y'all. At a year after everything's unsaid and done and information is being released and we get to hear from both sides, some of the people who went there, do y'all feel sorry for the guests at all at this point or do y'all still kind of just want to laugh at them? Still laugh. Yeah. I'm laughing. It's still yep. funny to me. <laughs> Every time I think about them cheese sandwiches that I saw, man, when I woke oh up on that morning, it was that yeah. morning I woke up and I saw that cheese sandwich. 
and it was dry. <laughs> I laugh every time. <laughs> it don't have nothing. Here's the thing. It's a part of me that, that wants to feel bad for them and wants to be like, damn, y'all didn't deserve this. But there's another part of me that was like, y'all paid all this money to go see Blink-182 on island. in the two. Like, which part of that did you think was worth the money? <laughs> what <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two thought about it to the day of. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't get paid, and it might be shady, but we can still do it. <laughs> like the day of the concert, they sent that out. Like, okay, yeah, we don't cancel our seats. Nah, <laughs> uh, there's some crazy people out here. Mommy, a soldier boy. <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two. I just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, I thought you'd go for, but then I wasn't surprised you chose Selena. <laughs> yeah, I was hurt. I'm still hurt. Wait, can okay. we can we take a quick quick pit stop? Because I feel like he's becoming Ja Rule. Can we talk about Soldier Boy real quick? I know we didn't do it last <laughs> go week, for it. and we were on break, and this wasn't even part of our plans. But <laughs> I saw that interview this weekend. That's what I should have said was my weekend was seeing that interview on um, Breakfast Club. Where I've never seen someone go through so many emotions in such a short time frame. I mean, he went from <laughs> he went from like low and 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 soft spoken to riled up and mad and angry to questioning things. I'm questioning things. Like I've never seen that. <laughs> No, when he said I'm from, I'm from, he, I mean, he's talking about Compton, but he calls it Bompton. And this is my favorite part is when they're like, wait, but you're, you're from Compton. He's like, yeah, I'm from Bompton. And they're like, but that's, that's not where you're from. And he's like, what? And he tells Charlemagne, well, you from South Carolina. What makes you think you're from there? And he's like, I was born and raised there. And he was like, exactly. And he was like, well, you were born and raised in Compton? No, I was born in Chicago. I was raised in Chicago. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, at that point, at that, it was that moment where I was like, yep, this is my new favorite interview. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Did you guys see that at all? Nope. No, you, look, I would say you missing much. But you're not. <laughs> like, you're definitely smarter because you didn't watch that. Ron, did you see it? I've only seen a lot of the clips. Like, I feel like I've seen it just because it's been so many of them. I will forever do, at least for the next year, that uh, that meme of Soldier Boy. That Drake? Drake? Like, Drake? I to say everything like that from now on. But I can't figure out how to do it at work, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, pray for me. <laughs> work, work. <laughs> report. What report? What? Ooh. All right. I'm sorry, Ron. How's that uh, GoFundMe going for his head for a new headband? Tired. I canceled it because then I realized I could spend that money on something better. That's true. So, Soldier Boy don't need a new headband. He, he can go buy himself a new one. He just dropped a new song, so maybe that song will blow up and get him paid, and he can get that new headband. Because man, that thing is looking rough. That thing looked like it was paper mache, like what we used to do in kindergarten. Like, like I really had to look at it. Like, you sure that's cloth? 
Birkin crown stands up, stands up better than that headband. That's very true. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> Uh, sorry for the pit stop. All right, so yeah. b- before we move on to the next thing, let's circle right back real quick. So we mentioned how Hulu and Netflix both dropped their oh, Fire yeah. Festival documentaries in the same week, which was really – so I'm conflicted on how I feel about Hulu's moves. So for those of you who may not uh, be fully aware, Netflix announced their documentary about the Fire Festival long time ago, like sometime in 2018, if not immediately after. They Probably probably the day it happened, they say, yo, we're going to make a movie. Netflix was probably at the festival. <laughs> because they died. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole time, anticipation's building. Everyone was like, oh yeah, January 18th is going down. Let's do it. On January, I think, what, 13th or 14th, Hulu was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got one too. Oh, and by the way, it's coming out tomorrow. So, deal with that. <laughs> Hulu. Nah, my, my first Debo, reaction is that's the, the boss move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got y'all a little documentary. That's cute. Well, ours is already out. Feel free Bet. to come watch it now. <laughs> Let us know what you think, and then you know if you want and to, then you can do what you want. Yeah. Right, if you still feel like watching a little hour of it, I guess you can go watch theirs. I guess. Now that's how I feel like it could have been on one hand, but on the other hand, I feel like it could have been someone who had like a lot of information. Like, yo, they were like Netflix documentary is shitting on ours. If we wait to after they come out, ain't nobody gonna watch this. We just go ahead and drop this shit now. I think it could have went that way. See, but I've heard a lot of people say that they prefer the Hulu the Hulu documentary over the. Netflix. I've seen that too. What well, I do know is the Hulu one reasons. is a lot more comedic. Like definitely, I think they even they call it a comedic documentary. They're definitely here to laugh about it. Whereas Netflix is just like, a, here's the facts. You know, some of it is funny, but you know, we just gonna make sure you you understand how we got here. I love. So if you're in I, it, just to laugh. Like secretly, I love when companies like are petty towards each other. Especially if they're in the same business, you know? So, like, yep. I've been listening to this podcast about McDonald's versus Burger King and, like, all the petty stuff they've done literally since they started. Um, I'll tell you guys the podcast later because I can't find it. But, um, wow. It's just, <laughs> it's just really cool to me, like, listen to that stuff and be like, there are literally white men because, you know, they don't hire minorities or they don't hire you know, women to be in their boardroom. But there are white men at these long tables making these petty decisions. Like, how how dope is that? That everyone can be petty. Like, anybody can get it. And the podcast is called uh, Business Wars. Check it out on where podcasts are, you know, presented. Wherever you're listening to this. <laughs> That's what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, the pettiness of it all is crazy. Well, I respect it. I strive to be in a position to be able to do that. So who got a Hulu account subscription? That was my question the whole time. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for y'all to finish and you know I had to ask that. I'm on my mom's account, so I can't help y'all out. Oh. All right. Thought we were brothers. Um, look, it's, it's already only two people watch at a time and, and sometimes I be getting froze out, so I can't be giving more people the password. Well, just kick one of them out real quick. We watch it. Put us back. Put back. Hey, I know you paid a bill, mom. I'm gonna go. You need to come up off that password. Just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, first of all, whose man's is Netflix for going up on our our uh, rates again? I heard we about to get two more dollars charged. Man, oh, and as the person who pays for my family's account, exactly. I'm one of the people who actually one of the ten people in the world who do pay for Netflix. True. Yeah. 
I'm upset about it. I'm number nine. So, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> because it comes out of my account every month. And every month I'm like, oh, shit, I got Netflix? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the only way I remember is when I see the charge. Like, oh, I should probably use that more. But I'm going to do better. Yeah. Damn. I ain't gonna never do better. You guys are paying all the money. <laughs> Damn, they got me. They know they got you me. You guys too. are good. You guys are good citizens. Wow, that means you know? that means Conrad ain't paying for nothing over there. Right, Conrad <laughs> ain't paying for Netflix since like, never. Since never though. Conrad got a whole nice. group of friends just to make sure his entertainment is up to date. <laughs> like, Look, man. Right. The only reason I talk got to a you contact is to make list. Sure. You paid that hey, HBO bill. All right. I'm, sending, I'm sending the reminder. Hey, you know the bill come next week, right? All right. Just, <laughs> let, you, just let you know that you got to pay that. You'd be out at the bar with your friend who paid a uh, Showtime bill. Like, you sure you need that other drink? Because last month you was late. <laughs> and I missed right. my episode of Shameless. So, All right. If Shameless is back, I'm not too. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you stupid or dumb here. All right. All right, let's go ahead and keep moving to the next thing we got up for tonight. So, B, I'm pass this one off to you since you got a little bit more of the detailed information for us. What's uh, been going go. on in these streets? All right, so I'm pretty sure that everyone at this point has either heard of or at least watched or followed the R. Kelly disgusting human being uh, saga, if you will. Uh, obviously, Lifetime earlier this month presented a pre- presented. Did I say that right? Presented. What? I think there presented. should be like another presented. Prese- no, no presented. Um, presented. Presented. <laughs> presented uh, a six-part documentary on R. Kelly Cost surviving R. Kelly, right? With a lot of his survivors being part of it. And a lot of people who knew about what was going on um, offering their insight. And then some people in the industry also offering perspective on the whole situation. Um, it's a very tough watch. I watched uh, five and a half hours. By that last episode, I can I just couldn't do it anymore. So um, a lot has come up from it. A lot of people have talked about, uh, you know, stop supporting R. Kelly, which... It's 2019. <laughs> I don't know how you've lasted this long. Um, still supporting that man. But um, one thing that came from it was the hashtag Mute R. Kelly, right? So the idea that, hey, we won't play his music. We won't buy tickets. We won't watch his shows. We won't do anything that's put money in his pocket. Well, like anything, uh, when this stuff comes up, you've had way too many people kind of defend the behavior or go against some of the survivors, right? And you can imagine some of the words that they said. Oh, uh, those girls knew what they were getting into. They just want to be famous or they just want to be paid, which I'm so glad that the executive producer of the documentary, Dream Helpton, who's from Detroit, you know, shout out to the D. Um, came out every single time someone would like say something like that and provide facts like no one was paid to give an interview none of these girls are being paid none of these girls are receiving anything from us um in the future other than you know the avenue to provide their story so 
fast forward a few weeks after all this happened, um, R. Kelly's music label has dropped him. Uh, some of his shows have been canceled. There have been protests, you know, near his studio and things of that sort. Uh, but something weird has started to happen, uh, which, and it's with our, our people. Uh, uh, last week or last weekend, Erica Badu had a concert in Chicago, of all places, where R. Kelly is from. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the quote pulled up. I'm not prepared for anything right now. Oh, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> basically, she said that, hey, she's not going to crucify R. Kelly. And, you know, what? I do remember this one. What if what if one of his victims started to abuse someone? Should I crucify that person as well? Yeah, you can imagine how well that went. Then Taraji P. P. Henson, um, who coincidentally has a movie coming out this weekend with Erica Badu called What Women Want? No, What Men Want. Um, where she can read the mind of men. I'm not about to publicize something. Is it a sequel to What Women Want? It's not a sequel, but it's just a a reimagining. Like, what if it was from the woman's perspective? I'm kind of here for that. But yeah, go ahead. Well, give me me like two minutes, so we'll see. Uh, (laughs) So Erica said (laughs) what she said in defense of R. Kelly. And then Taraji, for some unknown reason, like no one knows why she did this, but she hopped on her Instagram live and basically did a tutorial on how to search mute R. Kelly on Instagram and see all the hashtags that came up versus when she typed in mute mute Weinstein, as in Harvey Weinstein, and she saw that there was only one hashtag that came up. And then Probably she said, <laughs> <laughs> then she said, oh, let me, and mind you, this is none of her talking. This is just her fingers and her typing words into the screen onto the screen. Oh, what if I type his full name? And she saw like five hashtags come up. And then she ended this whole tutorial with uh, that emoji that go that looks like, hmm, why is this happening? <laughs> and everybody on Twitter is like, what the hell are you doing, Taraji? Like, what what are you trying to say? Uh, fast forward. You know, a day because everybody came out after her, literally with receipts. Like, hey, you can find many different hashtags on all the awful names that people are calling Harvey Weinstein, and you can look literally do some research and see that he's um, in court. Will be in court on all of the charges that have been brought to him. Something R. Kelly has uh, really yet to be brought up on, other than that videotape, um, and know that hey. He is receiving, you know, what he deserves, basically, from all the dirt that he's done. Um, so I'll stop there. And one, I want to know, like, have you guys seen that? Because there's this whole thing that came from it called Auntie Twitter that I'll tell you about after after I hear kind of your opinion on what you think about Auntie Erica and Auntie Taraji and their uh, social media time this week. What do you guys think? Well... I didn't see the whole video or the live video, but I saw, of course, you know, Shade Room was on top of it, and then Twitter was on top of it. But um, I don't, I, I hate this. I don't know. We we do this a lot, but 
when something does something wrong and you're still trying to find a way to justify Thank their you. wrongdoings, you try to find ways to make them sound like they shouldn't be criticized the way they that are they are being criticized. And I think that is exactly what she's doing in a way. Like if someone gets mur if someone murders your family member, you're not gonna try to find well, you know, he grew up here and did that he still murdered your family and he still has to suffer the consequences of doing it. And this is guy has had a history of doing this. And even if justice is not served because on the white man or all this critics for the white man, at the end of the day, we still want someone behind jail for doing the disgusting things they've done, black or white. That's one scum off the off the um, streets, off you know the TV and music to manipulate people. So I'm not too sure exactly why she's like trying to find a way to make this a I don't know political thing or racial. I don't know racial like a racial pull the race card. I guess people will try to say or the racial incidents. Just like at the end of the day, this man is disgusting. Like that's all that should matter. Like the fact that he's defiling and you know, these these women, young girls, as a woman, you should be like, not even thinking about where you're going to right now. At least to me, I'm just like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and for the other comment, it sucks that that person went through that. And like, what you say if someone, if they go ahead and go molest them, molest someone else because what he did to them, that we should do what? What was the quote? Well, it was like, what am I supposed to do then? Am I supposed to crucify that person as well? They still did some an act that was wrong. Fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't get what that. Is, what is that? If your son I steals a million dollars and another person you don't know steals a million dollars from you, they're still stealing a million dollars from you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're still gonna be pissed, <laughs> right? I feel bad for you though, because I mean, your your faves are. <laughs> Your faves are acting up, okay? I don't know any other way to say it. <laughs> Your faves are in timeout, okay? <laughs> you know what? This one actually didn't hurt me as bad as I thought it would. Because I, I'll say that, one, I'm in agreement with everything that Conrad said about, you know, with, with both of their uh, tries to defend, attempt to defend R. Kelly here. But with Badu, it's like, as much as I love her music and generally think that she has a good, a good vibe to her, she has become, especially since Twitter came out, very well known for just being a little bit, I don't know, too free-spirited, too open-minded, and just putting out kind of thoughts out there just for the sake of being different. So when I saw the video, what she said about R. Kelly, and I mean, it's, I won't say she was fully supporting them, but it definitely was sound like she was trying to defend them. It was not a surprise. Like It was like, uh, here she go again. And at this point, she's in a similar boat to me with Kanye. Is that like I'm not going to try to defend anything they say. I'm just going to enjoy the music when I can and hope that they don't put their foot in their mouth so much that I can no longer do that. I mean, one thing is I don't know why you cannot still mute R. Kelly and then use this moment to bring up how we can mute all these other guys that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, she could she could have very well said mute R. Kelly and let's keep don't, let's not forget about this person and this person and this person. Cause they all can get it, you know. Yeah. Or, or if you just say, "Hey, we got our like vein, like, hey, we got our Kelly right now. Who's next up? Like, who, who we, who we got to call out next? You know, like it doesn't have to be like this, this person versus this person. And it's always it, it's it feels like it's always when there's a black man 
versus a mm-hmm. white person who's done something similar. And I don't, I, I get it. Like, okay, I'm black. We're all black. Um, we want to in some way like defend our people. But there are things that you can't defend. And the stuff that that man has done is is you cannot defend that. And I don't understand why. And this brings into this this thing like anti Twitter is what I've heard a lot over the past few days, which is kind of one of my favorite <laughs> favorite uh, hashtags going on. Um, where it's like, and I'm not saying these are the only people defending them because there's some trash ass dudes out there who are just dumb and say dumb stuff and and probably are just dumb. Period. Who defend R. Kelly, but we knew they were dumb to begin with, okay? Um, But there are some black women, (laughs) some older black women who are coming to the defense of R. Kelly and saying, well, them girls are just fast, and where were their parents at? People like the brat, and people like uh, uh, I don't want to say nobody's name that I get wrong, but there was one other rapper, prominent (laughs) rapper. But did you say the brat? Yeah. The brat, who's from Chicago, uh, came out and said, you know, oh, he deserves to, like, he needs to get help for what he did. But then she ended her statement with, well, where are these girls' parents and what are they doing? And it's like, you don't have to add that into it. Like, no, he can just be trash and need to even if, get even help. If, even if the parents... Even if the whole question of where were the parents, still he did the actions. Whether he the parents the knew shit. or not, he yeah. still did the he still did the actions. If there were no parents, like, does that make you better? Like, no, this man is awful. Go, go, get him. Like, go end him, if you will. So, and then there's a lot of, you know, unknown women on Twitter who have come up, older women who are like. Oh, well, that happened a while ago, or oh, we can we still love his music, and you're not gonna take away my R. Kelly. And I've heard people, like, even in my own family, who say stuff like that. And I've just looked like, what if that was like your daughter, or your friend's daughter, or what if that was someone you knew? Because I think that's the biggest opportunity is bringing it to like your personal space. And thinking, like, what the hell would I be saying any of this stuff if it were the person that I birthed or if it was the person that I raised or the person that I helped raised or the person that I actually personally knew? Like, would my words come out differently? And I feel like it's always easy for us to kind of look at it like it's so far away but watching that documentary and seeing many of their survivors think like oh that can never happen to me this is a different relationship that i have and them ultimately seeing like oh i didn't even see the signs i didn't even look at what was happening i just kind of fell into it thinking that would never happen to me and then this is where i ended up Mm. like it's sad it's so sad and it's sad to see that come from you know, especially older women who you would think would mentor some of these girls. So that's where it just pisses me off. Like Taraji, even though she did come out and say, hey, uh, you know, in so many words, R. Kelly needs to, you know, 
suffer for everything that he did. And even Erica came out and said that, you know, she wasn't trying to come down on the girls. You know, what you did meant something. What you did showed a lot of people something. It showed us how you what you believe and how you act in these different situations. And you got to answer for that. To me, Mm. you do. Those are both 40 year, 40 plus year old women, women doing things like that. And not to say that age means anything, but you you would just think that you those both both of those women knew better or shouldn't know better. Uh-huh. Ryan, what you think, man? I think it's interesting. One of the last things you mentioned is like how these women are at an age where they should know better, and I feel like our cultural mind shift mindset has shifted from oh they're old they're stuck in their ways to like. We don't longer give people that excuse. It's like you're older and you should, and just yeah. because you might have been raised in a way where that was okay, it's not going to fly anymore. Which I think is a good thing. It's true. I feel like this R. Kelly stuff about to get uglier before it ever gets better. But you know what I don't understand about like documentaries and how mm-hmm. they really work. How is it that? documentaries can happen where they show evidence of things that actually happen and nothing actually happens. Hello? Is there like a contract like a, do you have to sign a disclaimer? Like not even just this R. Kelly but just like anytime there's like a crime documentary all this stuff and you have these people who are committing the crimes on TV but nothing happens to them. Well I will say like with the R. Kelly documentary one thing that they prominently showed like every commercial, every return from commercial is that R. Kelly denies any of this. R. Kelly denies that that happened. R. Kelly denies that this ever went down. Like every single time in the huge white letters on the screen, it said that. And also R. Kelly refuses to participate in this documentary. So I guess from a legal standpoint, they did their due diligence. Like, hey, we reached out to him. We asked those questions. We tried to get this information. And this is the response that we got back. And this is what we're going to show. Um, so it's not like, hey, he didn't get a voice in this. He, he, from what I saw, he chose not to participate. Mm. And I think specifically as a result of that uh, docuseries, I think it was Georgia or some southern state opened up an investigation into R. Kelly. So yep. there has been some type of legal rec- response okay hopefully more. all right so hopefully more oh yeah hopefully a lot more all right so we can go ahead and keep moving on to the next topic and switch gears a little bit so this who's man's is just a random story that i found into the news and i thought it could lead to an interesting conversation for us so keeping along our theme of last week of reading some news headlines i got one i'm about to read to y'all hmm. missouri man must watch bambi Monthly, as part of his poaching, poaching punishment, the judge wow. <laughs> That is, a, I respect that judge so much for being so creative with that punishment. So, a little bit more details into it. There were a few guys out in Missouri had their little poaching gang, and this one of the men were responsible for killing several hundred deer over the course of three years. So, this fool has dropped entire deer families. Like he out here committing deer genocide in Missouri. Wow. And he finally got caught for it. So now, once a month, <laughs> while he's behind bars, he has to watch Bambi as part of his punishment. <laughs> and to time. me, that is the most <laughs> hilarious thing. <laughs> like, I wonder how they do it. Do they That's what I was just thinking. Does he just wake up one day like, oh, today's the day. He just wakes up and Bambi's playing. 
Do they reserve a whole room for them? Do they let other people watch? Like, I have a lot of questions about like the whole logistics of how this works. I just picture him being in one room by himself and a guard standing right next to him. And, and every time he falls asleep, they pause the movie. <laughs> nope, you don't watch this whole thing. <laughs> just smack him upside the head. Hey, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part oh, right but here. Every time he falls part. asleep, it starts over. <laughs> oh, yes. That would be worse. Oh. <laughs> uh... Man. But it's how bad do you have oh. to hate Bambi though? Well, I guess I for him, like, it, I, I think it's just the poaching thing for him. Never mind. Yeah, I think I don't think that he probably didn't even have an opinion on the movie when it, when this first happened. I think he was convicted and put into prison on December third, twenty third is when the first time that it happened. So they say he had to watch it by the twenty third of December and then once per month afterwards. So what are we now? The twenty third? Oh, so he's seen it twice now. Man, he's probably making <laughs> in January. This was gonna happen today. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna um, memorize the lines to that whole movie and make that whole day entertaining for himself. Just watching, reciting everything, having a guard probably join in with him. I don't know if he, he, if he could. He, if you have to watch that at least once every month, that's the worst time of the, of the day for you. I could imagine if it was me, I would just be. Sick to my stomach that whole movie. Like I'm already not the type of guy like you know <laughs> Disney. Everybody's happy. We're seeing good movies. So for you to put me in a prison and then, every well, month. And first of all, Bambi is one of the saddest movies of all time. When his mom is Bambi a girl or, or a boy? When it's mom. Oh, <laughs> that's offensive. Want to say? <laughs> uh, the most depressing, probably the most ever watched on uh, during the movie. Wait, so, so low key to Conrad's point, he might enjoy it. Like, what if that's his favorite scene? Yeah, oh, damn. got her. Oh, I remember when I did that <laughs> one in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Irvine, we're about to go off, take a detour real quick. Oh, so Bambi dying, Bambi's mom dying. Yes, Mufasa dying. No, do this. Nope. I don't want to play. <laughs> I forgot you're the worst person <laughs> to play. Come on, you got to pick one. Who else got to go? Is it just That's two it. choices? That's two, just two choices. Oh, oh baby mom can die all day. She ain't got a name. She's Bambi's mom. <laughs> oh, not, no. No. <laughs> I would say Bambi mom because Bambi was by him or herself. After that, where Simba had a whole tribe. Mm. I mean, Bambi had the other animals. I'm looking at this picture. He had like a rabbit. He yeah, had friends. <laughs> Bambi a little bird. Literally about to get ate by Simba. <laughs> I don't think they live in the same atmosphere. I don't know all that stuff, but I just know Bambi would get ate. So I feel for Bambi. Pour one out for Bambi. Oh, mom, your mom. <laughs> Well, you too. Bambi I, mean, Bambi, I mean, Bambi either dead or in jail by now, anyway. So. <laughs> Why Bambi in jail? <laughs> Bambi, <laughs> Bambi's, Bambi's actually Canela now. Canela. Bambi, Bambi, Bambi's Canela right now. Hey, shout out to brother. With the whole identity change. <laughs> okay, so think along the lines of this dude having to watch this movie as a punishment. What would be a movie that you've seen or that you are aware of that that would be your punishment? You had to watch that movie over and over again. Titanic. Okay, yes, that was the first thing on my list. <laughs> yes, <laughs> first of all, I, 
Titanic go hard, okay? No, hey, that's I would die. The iceberg went hard. He's the hero of this story. <laughs> okay, I'm going to embarrass myself real quick. When I was little, I didn't get to see Titanic in the movie theater. But my mom, like, you know, sprung a little bit to get us the VH, VHS of it. Uh-huh. And if you can imagine, you know, Titanic about eight hours long. So it came in like two different cassette tapes. I legit watched Titanic about eight times that weekend. Why? Wow. Back to back to back. People would come over and be like, you want to watch Titanic? All right, bet. Let me put that boy on. <laughs> Then you gotta rewind it. So we had it so good, you would go in the other room to rewind the, the first tape because you knew you was coming back with it after the second tape finished. So I love Titanic. I mean, I feel like Rose a whole ass murderer, but that's another story for another day. Um, but yeah, y'all. So what's it? Wow, she just admitted to being a murderer and that she didn't get in trouble. Yep. Hey, white privilege. <laughs> I hate privilege. Speaking of which, I saw a meme about Titanic that made me realize that it's a comedy. They were saying that no black people were allowed on that boat. So now, every time they watch that movie, they just laugh now all the white people dying. Okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is Ron's humor. Yes. Hey, <laughs> that was hilarious to me. We do not represent that. Oh, y'all want, y'all want to let me on y'all little boat? <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> I bet there was, I bet there was one person that was out. <laughs> I don't. I know that. Okay, for those people listening, I know that's not how you create an iceberg, but that's funny. <laughs> Just pour your ice out <laughs> into the ocean, like gather, gather. Got something for y'all. <laughs> Got something for y'all. <laughs> Splash. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what would be another one that would be horrible to stuck watching? What? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I haven't watched that. Yeah, I haven't seen it, and hopefully, I can live my whole life <laughs> being able to say that. <laughs> but if you ever locked me up and told me that that's what y'all are gonna make me watch, I would snitch on everybody. I would just oh, you are not put me in jail. Make you me have watch a first forty-eight. You have a first twenty-four right away. <laughs> yep. I give y'all names, addresses, social security numbers. I give you everything. Just don't let me watch that movie. <laughs> this might be an unpopular opinion, but I would say Kevin Hart movies. All of them? Bro, you had to pick one, dog. I, like, I look, I do like some. <laughs> I do like some. I'll, honestly, the Kevin Hart movies I like, though, is when he's not the star. So I would say any Kevin Hart starring vehicle. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't do it. I can't. I was watching Night School the other day on the plane. <laughs> you, you sounded like him. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't do it. That's what I happened. Can't do it. That's, what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. And then I would be talking like him, and then I wouldn't be my friend. But um, I was watching Night School the other day, and I'm like, I, I <laughs> why do we keep making the same movies with just different locations? Like, it's basically it at this point. <laughs> Hmm. I, I like Mexico. I'm, su- I'm surprised you picked Kevin Hart. I don't know why I thought you'd pick something else. Yeah, I've hated on Kevin Hart before, so on brand. <laughs> Stick uh, in there, <laughs> hey, what about music though? There's this one song, all right, by <laughs> of all groups, of all people. The Temptations is called Stay. I hate that song with so much passion. <laughs> 
Like, literally, if the first chord plays, I am pissed that I did not turn it off fast enough. <laughs> now, there's a whole backstory to it. It's a little personal, but... Uh, Is there a girl involved? Nah. Not, nothing with me. Who hurt you? Like, nah. Never. Was, uh, Who hurt you, Doc? <laughs> it, it was like my mom's ex-husband. I feel okay. like I'm giving way too much information, but yep, that's Oh, okay, maybe you're right. It's personal. So. Let's just say we didn't get along, and there was one road trip we took, and he played that song over and over and over for at least four hours, and I hate that song now. I just look at Brian looking looking through the window as the song is playing in the background, <laughs> and the worst part is one tear on my headphones on. I have my headphones on, but every time I took them off, that song was playing. And it's a good it damn like? song, but I can't, I can't do it. Mm. I can't do it. Mm. I feel like the first one that pops in my head is that Friday song, Friday, Friday, whatever that song that was like a pop song that came off. You talking about the greatest? Oh, that song was heat. Wait, what, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Wow, <laughs> the greatest okay. song ever created. Trash. No, you got to get down on Friday. No. All right. What do you do on Friday? What do you even do? So you don't get down. Nope. Uh, wow. <laughs> I can't Personally, believe you. I'm looking okay. at you all totally can different we, now. Can we restart I this? Like, is this a joke? Let's try that. Let's try that again. <laughs> Wanna ask that question? All right. What Honestly, I did not have any problem with that song. Oh, that song was the most annoying thing in the world. But it's Friday. It's Friday. You gotta get down on Friday. Like she was literally just preaching. <laughs> She's literally preaching. That's a gospel song. <laughs> you, you right, first, y'all not gonna do this to me again. So, no. Okay, what <sighs> I will say about that song though is that I remember very vividly when that came out. I was interning at this company I won't name in, in downtown Detroit, and I had like a couple other interns. We were all in the same department, and it was me and this one dude who shared the desk. And every Friday, he would make sure he got the work before me, so that way, as soon as I came in, he could just play that song on the computer. Now you have to do that in jail every Friday. Every Friday, knowing she can't get down. Every Friday, you wake up, you hear it coming through the speakers. Five in the morning, sharp. Uh, <laughs> that would drive you crazy. Yeah, I give you that. All right. Are there any other songs or? Well, no, you, you didn't give one. albums. I uh, let me see. What do who do I hate? Um, <laughs> who do pretty I much hate? anything by Adele. Damn. Did you say Adele? Yep. Right. Yeah, I said it. Heart. Adele? Shots fired. 10 4. Adele? 10 4. 10 4. Adele? Maybe I should have said that for my unpopular opinion. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> Tell. Adele done got me through so many breakups. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> only, it was only one. But <laughs> she got me through it, all right? <laughs> wait, I like wait, When wait, I hear wait, Adele's wait, music, wait, I'm wait, like, wait. this isn't bad, but why do y'all love this so much? Her what voice doesn't like Adele? soothe you, like make nah, you calm. It's just so basic to me. Her her voice and her. Well, music your voice is basic. Base, base, it is. basic. That's why I'm not making music. All right, damn it! You're now, talking. Now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you for a lot of people, but you named Adele. Yeah, Adele. Wow. I don't care if she's 18, 21, 25, 26, whatever. I don't want to hear none of it. I would need something like you. Don't want to hear none of it. That's a lyric, by the way. You wouldn't know. Wow. Nope. 
Mm. Mm. Rolling in the hole deep. <laughs> Hello? It's me. Y'all got you know anything what? else? You know, Ron, you know who Brian sounds like right now? Who? Kevin Hart. Yep. That's why you hate him. That's why really rude. You just did exactly how he would say all that. That's really rude. He wishes. He wishes. That's a lyric. That's a lyric. He wishes. He wishes. That is definitely his delivery. That is a Brian. Go ahead and be him for the rest. You should be him following. Brian. Yeah, just be him. We're going to find out you've been biting Kevin Hart's whole style. I'm about to start paying attention. <laughs> you hate Never. him. Yet. You try to be him. <laughs> Brian didn't want to admit that he was watching all his stand-ups just for the day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. You know what? We good. Are we done? No, we're not done. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of another movie that I could not watch over and over again. I'm surprised mm. one of you guys didn't say like Forrest Gump. What? what? No, I. Hey, chill out. That's my favorite movie. Oh, I, I thought like Ron would have said. I thought Ron would have said Forrest Gump. No, I wouldn't be his friend. I mean, <laughs> if you want to throw it out there, I'm not going to disagree. Ron, I promise you, <laughs> please stop and let's move on to the next topic if we could. Look, That's I got nothing against Forrest Gump. I'll leave it at that. I have nothing against that movie. Uh, okay, okay. But while we talking about it, I do want to know. I ain't going to say that. <laughs> I ain't trying to have you pull I know, up. Yeah, I know my three faves, all right? Forrest Gump, Ghost, and Crash. I still Gump think Gump. it's so hilarious that Ghost is one of your favorite movies. Yeah, when you showed it to me, you fell asleep. Okay, nope. let's move on. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's keep it going. <laughs> Brian, you taking else today? You got the next, next topic. topic. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Brian right now is, is rule right now. Just oh, catching else. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, movie. What do you do? My favorite well, I'm, movie. I'm an attorney. <laughs> and what do you do? Well, I'm an actor in those movies. So, what do you want? Uh-huh. Well, oh, the next topic's topic. on you, Brian. What's what you uh, got for okay. us? Okay. I don't even know how to, like, come down from my anger right now. <laughs> I already thought <laughs> y'all were about to hate on Forrest Gump, and I was ready. Okay? <laughs> I got a lot of energy from yesterday when Serena couldn't, you know, win. But um, here's my thing. I don't even know how to transition. But <laughs> <laughs> this is a... <laughs> I can't chill out. Let, I can't, let me help you out, Brian. Let me help you out. Hey, listeners, this is your chance to tell us what movie, song, album do you hate so much that would be torture for you to sit in jail and watch it at least once every month. Let us know on Who's Man's Podcast at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs at Who's Man Podcast. Podcast. Who's Man Podcast. Who's Man Podcast. Who's Man Podcast. DMs on Instagram as well on Twitter. Um, yeah, we want to know. Maybe some of y'all hate Forrest. Don't send y'all um, little reviews because Brian gonna come after y'all. I swear. Actually, put your hey. review so he counts it, and then Brian can. Yeah, you know, I'll right. be on y'all side. We'll stand up against Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking all of right, jail, Brian. <laughs> speaking of jail, this is my transition right here. Horrible transition, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> <You cry. laughs> 
It's the worst <laughs> transition I've ever done. <laughs> like, mark this down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Whose man's is Brian today? <laughs> uh, speaking of the jail, here's a question I got nothing to do with jail. <laughs> While you actually, you know what? You can transition this if you do it correctly. I know, but it's still bad. Like, speaking of jail, how good are you? <laughs> <laughs> You tried it. I respect it. I respect right, that. I think so, that will be the title of this episode. Speaking of jail, how good are you? <laughs> On a level of one to jail, what do you mean? <laughs> um, oh. So look, this weekend, and not just this weekend, but it happened a few times this weekend. I was speaking to a few people few new people and then some people I know. Uh, and for some reason, we kind of landed on, well, where are you from? And each time, like, they're asking me that question. And they're like, oh, you must be from, like, the suburbs or you must be from, like, some, some rich area. And I found myself feeling the need. And, and I've, now that I think about it, I've done this all my life feeling the need to like represent my hood to the point where I want them to think like, Oh my God, I'm from this. I'm from the roughest place you could ever think of. And not saying that like where I'm from is not rough. Uh, I mean, look, it definitely is, but it made me question like, why, why do I feel the need to like defend the fact that I'm from such a rough place? Um, so East Side, like I would, if for those who don't know out there, I'm from Detroit, represent the East Side. Um, each time, like the people would come back at me and be like, "Oh, are you from Detroit, Detroit, or are you from like a suburb?" And so much so that like now I use Detroit, Detroit as part of my introduction. Like, hey, I'm from Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, so people don't even have to question it. I'm from Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> I do it every time. I'm from like, Detroit, oh, okay. Detroit. Okay, Not trying. I know there are others. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll start here. Like, why? One, have you guys ever felt the need to defend kind of where you're from or defend your hood, if you will? And when I say hood, like not defending your location, but the, defending the fact that you came from there. Have you ever felt the need to do that? And then why do you think that is? Hmm. Yeah, I've definitely felt it. <clears throat> and I think a, a piece of it has just been not wanting to forget where you came from or trying to maintain some sense of credibility that you know, I've had struggle in my life. Because I think that as much as no one wants to be in the hood, you know, always tries to get out of it, coming from the hood kind of gives you, especially when you're talking about people who have not lived that life. Definitely. It, it gives you a small sense of street cred. Like, how far be it from being any sort of gangster or anyone out there who's living, doing terrible things, but just being from the hood and being in an environment just lends credibility to my survivability. So I think you always want to try to keep a piece of that as part of your identity. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm far from the hood. I mean, like, every city has its own, like, rough area, but... I wouldn't necessarily say I'm from the hood to be trying to rep it in that manner. But I think for me, the one thing I've noticed I never understood is 
I always witness like repping my hood in when it becomes a hostile environment. Mm. As in all the times I've seen my friends say I rep the whatever area code or blah 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 the most is when they're like in an aggressive situation where they have to threaten someone. That's when they decide to say, Well, I'm from the east side of Detroit, blah blah blah, rep this mile or rep this this and then that's when you hear it. And sometimes it's annoying when you might know the person is from that area but know damn well they're not really about that life but are using that hostility to put themselves above one a person a little bit more because like ron said it gives you that street edge knowing that you're from those parts so you've seen and done things that people on the regular basis haven't done but i just don't get it especially if it's something you're truly not about does that make sense explain that a little more like when you say it's truly not what you're about like if you're all right brian you're from the hood right Mm mm-hmm but you're not no gangbang, like, I'm about to pull up on you, strap up. Maybe I don't know. But in this case, I'll Maybe be like, don't want to know. if I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why, you see? <laughs> like, you're not. <laughs> so, like, if I heard you, like, out of nowhere, you're in a situation and you try to put yourself in a bigger, like, hold yourself a bigger person to you talking to, and you're like, well, I rep this, da-da-da-da, you don't know where I come from, we do this, this, and that, and you really aren't part of that part of your community mm-hmm. then i'm gonna look at you like why why are you repping that when you don't really represent that of your community does that make sense no i get that i think in a way it's like you're you're flexing for no reason exactly. like the front you're front exactly. and then why do you feel the need it's like a question i asked myself this weekend uh so like i had a few people over in my apartment and in so many ways, they were calling me like, "Oh, you a little square, a little bit like, oh, you, you not you a know, little bit, <laughs> you, you, you not down with it." And I was like, "Nah, like I'm from where I'm from," and it got to a point where I felt like I was trying to like prove to them that where I'm from. And I was like, "Why do you feel the need to do that?" And then one, you, I mean, two, you've done that all of your life, like literally. I mean, I'm from where, I, where I'm from. My family still lives where I'm from. I know the area I grew up in. I know it's tough, and I'm, I'm so thankful that I made it um, to where I am today, being from where I'm from. But with that said, none of those feelings kind of come up when I say it. Like, I'm I to Ron's point, I am looking for, like, that credibility. I'm looking for you to think, like, oh, if you could make it through that, then damn, you must be real or in some way, or you must don't mess with that guy. Like he knows stuff that other people don't know because he made it out, out of this situation. And then I also think it's a thing with like, when people question that, I kind of take it as like, Oh, you questioning. And I, I, um, I feel like we can go many different ways with this. But like, Hey, are you questioning like my manhood? Like if I could stand up to you, or would I stand up for myself if I'm if if I, if I'm from this area that's not the hood? Like, is that what you're trying to do? And often I feel often I feel the need to like kind of defend it and be like, I look, I didn't been in one fight in my whole life, and we still don't even know if that was a real fight. <laughs> We're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> and when I say we, I mean me and the person I think I fought. So <laughs> I, I am not probably going to harm too many people in my lifetime. I hope not. Um, 
But I left this weekend just kind of thinking, like, why do you waste so much time trying to defend where you're from and not, like, spend more time just being who you are? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And And I I think it's also interesting. I think it's because it's a pride thing. Like, this is something that's been with you for your whole life and has molded you to somewhat of the person you are today so when someone questions it just like if someone questions anything that's important to you you're gonna feel like but wait a minute why are you questioning me you don't believe me so it's a sense of pride like no i'm from here you know it's like when people might hear me speak for the first time and then they find out where my or read my last name or find out where i'm from and i tell them like no you're not it's like well, why wouldn't I be from there? Like, you know, I'm going to represent, that's part of my, like, you know, it's like, I'm from there, I, you know, just because I sound American or been here for a long time, that's still a part of me that I can't forget where I'm from. So you have to rep it. So I think that's why it's such a natural instinct for us as humans. It's something we have pride, we have this pride of something. We're always going to defend it naturally. So I'm so it's not even, not even thinking about it. Like, anything you can think of right now like especially if you know you're doing it well or you know you actually have proof like it's like someone questioning you if you did something so well at work you know like oh you did this like and then you're gonna be like i really did do this why aren't you don't believe me you know um so i think that's what the main thing besides that the other part is just it also depends on the context of why you're saying it you know what though you just really helped me out with that explanation because that is that really is it it's not me defending myself it's more me defending the fact that someone like me could come from the place that i'm from and like well how dare you think that someone like me couldn't come from a rougher place or a tougher place based on you know how i present myself I, that that i mean go on boy like that was <laughs> That was it right there. Well, we could have ended the conversation earlier. <laughs> now I know I did it. Because <laughs> it does hurt. It really does hurt when you hear people say, oh, well, you could never be from that area or you could never be from a tough place because look at how you talk and look at how you dress and look at how you walk and look at all this stuff. Look at how you present yourself. And it's like, no, they're not coming down on you. Well, maybe. Maybe a little bit, but they're also coming down on the fact that nothing as good as what you present could come from as worse a place as we think that place is. Because oftentimes, those people have never been to that area. They don't know what the hell streets you're talking about. They don't know any of what you're saying you're from. Like, all they know is what they've heard. And now you come in totally like the opposite of what they're saying or what I I thought this place would be and you're telling me this is now the truth. I don't believe you. Oh. <clears throat> Damn. Thanks, Kara. Hey, anytime. <laughs> right. The only thing I, I would I'd add on to it is that I think when you come from somewhere, especially being like I said, like Detroit, that just gets shitted on all the time, and you're kind of outside where it wants you to not be proud of it, but you got that as a piece of your identity, and you're proud of it. You don't want to lose that. Like as much crap as we hear about people talking about Detroit, especially people who ain't never been there, I take a lot of pride in being able to say I'm from there, and I've been able to contribute to the success story of saying that just because I'm from this city doesn't mean my life's gonna end up being shit because it's not a bad city. 
So it's nice to be able to say what you thought about this area was wrong, and I'm living proof of it. Mm. That's real. <clears throat> That's real. Have you guys ever had to defend your blackness? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it goes along the same lines, really. Yeah, and that's how I feel I about that, too. Because you're not going to question why you're defending your blackness. So I guess the question would be, why would you question yourself from defending about your place of, you call home? Yeah, I think they're pretty heavily aligned. Because I, I think, like me and Brian being guys from Detroit that may not act stereotypically hood, so we may get more questions about, are we actually from the city? Versus mm-hmm. if you went to the hood and pulled some guy straight out of there, and we were hanging out with him, I think they would automatically be like, oh, you really are from Detroit. He would right. questions about it. So it's like, we got to prove that we are from the same place as this game man can do. Yeah. I, I wonder if there's people, I guess, if you've never, they have never had to defend themselves in that way, how they, if they ever think about it. Who do you think those people would be? I'm curious. Because, like, st- I would think stereotypically, you would think of, like, the s- suburban, rich, white family that hasn't had to think about something like that. But then you can be put in the context that they may have other things where they go and put in a situation and like, oh, you're from the suburbs, you ain't shit. You probably think like this about someone or make all these judgments of these people who are poor, so we're not going to talk to you kind of thing. And then they are probably trying to defend themselves like, no, I was raped differently. You know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you can't even go down to that path where if you're trying to pull the race card, it's like, but I feel like Maybe that question I'm asking is a double whammy because really you can't tell because you never really know that there's people that out there that can't really, they may not be thinking that or are thinking that. I mean, I also think about a different side of it. I bet you no one's ever questioned if Snoop Dogg's from the hood. Mm. Like, even to this day, he still has that aura around him of like, this this is a guy who's from the streets. Damn, that's a good point. Sorry. That's a good point. I dropped something. But it's like those people who have already it's almost like those people who have already answered all the questions around does this person meet my stereotype no matter how old they get or far along they get you just always say hey that person is from this place because you're right with Snoop Dogg or Ice Cube, hell, Ice T. We know about their history and we know many people who have backed up their history and talked about some of the stuff that they've done and the lives they live. And even though Snoop is with Martha Stewart and Ice T been with uh, SVU for, hell, it feels like 20 years. And Ice Cube has made, you know, his transition into Hollywood. <laughs> They still get the respect of, like, hey, at any moment, like, they could pull up or, <clears throat> or anything. But could it know, be? You don't want to disrespect them. Could it be is because that demeanor they've used from the day we found out that they're from the hood hasn't really changed? See, I feel like it has, though. Like, I don't, I don't. Like, the, the maybe, like the, like, the outer box, as in, like, well, for Snoop, I don't think much has changed from him being who he is other than he's just making money more money in different business ventures mm-hmm. but like with ice i think th- go ahead i, was gonna say, I think it, apl- it could apply to snoop as well in the general because it's like with all three of those cases we still they still have that general vibe about them that's like they, we're not someone to play with but you could i'm not going to be scared to walk down the street and see snoop dog ice t or ice cube like they all kind of have that no longer i'm not gonna be the one to kill you type of thing but, but like you still know where i'm from and how I carry myself, so don't play with me. 
Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I do want to do a better job, though, in the future of answering that question. Like, I don't want to have to, like, because I immediately jump to, like, no, no, you don't know where I'm from. I'm I'm from Detroit. I'm not, you know, having to, like, rah-rah defend myself. Like, maybe, maybe it's not even, like, a response for me. Maybe it's, or not an answer for me. Maybe it's a question, like, why do you think I'm not from that place? Or maybe they can start some dialogue. Maybe it could get that person to understand me better because, me just listing off the streets on where I'm from does not tell that person who I am. It really, yeah, I guess that's true. I think that's what I've tried to do for so many years is try to show you like, oh, no, I'm not just this type of dude. I also possess this. But they don't know me. They don't know shit about me. If they did, they wouldn't be asking me that question. So mm-hmm. try to open up and be like, hey, why, why do you think this way about me? Yeah, that's real. That's deep. I, I feel like you guys have really helped me out, though, because I could not figure out the answer to this when I was thinking about it this weekend. And it, I wasn't even, like, upset. About it. It, was the, it was just, like, I don't know if you guys get these moments where it's, like, I've never thought about that ever. Like, I've never thought about it. Like, I've always known why people say, oh, you're not from the hood. Well, yeah, you know, I, I to them or what they define as the hood I don't dress like it, look like it present myself present myself as it but I never kind of like looked inside and said well why the hell do you defend it so tough or why do you feel the need to like you know show that you're this way like why can't you just be yourself and then understand that hey all of these type of peoples or all these type of people come from these uh, different areas so I appreciate you guys. Chocolate up to the me. Who's Man's Boys. <laughs> Let's get it. All right. So with that, I think we can go ahead and get up out of here. So I'm going to pass it to you real quick. Be tell people how to get at you. Hey, don't at me at God. But honestly, don't at me because I think I'm about to do like a social media fast. I don't think I know. I'm going to do it. All right. Effective tomorrow when this episode comes out Thursday. I'm going to at least try to take a week off of social media, all right? And I know some people are out there like, oh, a week, that ain't nothing. Well, that's your life, not mine. Um, But I'm going to try it, and I'm going to see what happens. I wish I had a better reason on why I'm going to try it. But honestly, I just don't want to read any think pieces on Serena Williams and why she may not win another major. I don't want to read any more about this government shutdown. I don't want to read any more about these Michael Jackson allegations. I don't want to read any more about why R. Kelly should, we should be able to listen to R. Kelly music. I'm just over it. And I feel like maybe I should just give the people some time to get over it. So y'all, y'all pray for me out there. Blessings on blessings on blessings. All right, I'm going. <laughs> I look forward to seeing how this fast lasts. <laughs> I remember that you, you did a little a sabbatical, maybe about a yearish ago, sometime yeah. last year, I think. Yeah, and it was pretty beneficial. So I'm looking forward to hearing about the results of this one. Yeah, I love you. All man. right, so for me, if, if y'all want to catch me, uh, y'all can get at me on Twitter at Taylor Made Life. Um, oh yeah, I don't think I think it's pretty obvious by now, but there's not going to be an album tomorrow for January. We kind of chilling for a little bit. We'll come back to y'all with some heat for, for February. 
we figured since we was only giving y'all a couple of weeks that we'd give it a rest and come back strong on next month with that one. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to throw them at us. We're still narrowing it down what it's going to be, and we're still open to hearing what you guys want to hear. And you know, maybe have a chance to come on and talk to us about it. So feel free to send the suggestion our way. Tell us if you want to come on and talk about it. We're open to a lot of different things, as you've heard us talk about so many different albums in the past. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't think I have an unpopular opinion for this week, besides Adele being um, overrated. Y'all Delicious. can take that one to the heart, because okay, I, I mean that from the heart. I would not be upset if she never dropped another song, another album. You don't have to hear her name anymore, All but I'm not going to hate you. I get it. I'm happy wow. for her. Have her Literally the best selling artist of like the last decade. But you're right. Like, well, Avatar was the best selling movie of ever, and we all know that movie wasn't that great. Okay. Well. So, <laughs> success will likely mean you're that great. <laughs> Whoa. All right. I'm going to pass it off to you, Conrad. (laughs) Hey, you guys can catch me on Big C22 on Instagram, uh, Daffella underscore Connie on Twitter. Uh, Hey, shout out to B Shock for keeping you guys entertained on the gram this week, this past week. Uh, I saw y'all laughing and interacting with us, so that was pretty dope. B Shock, keep them coming. Um, Just just announced. <laughs> oh yeah, you can I'll, I'll, I'll try to take over the Instagram for the week. All <laughs> right. Well, yes. <laughs> Whatever it takes to help you out in your goal. Be but real quick, he just signed up to take over our Instagram. <laughs> I know. I just don't get later. <laughs> oh, I'm off Instagram, y'all. That's real okay. convenient. We'll have a discussion after the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nicely done, Bryce and Brian. Right. Um, yeah. All right, y'all. The one thing I got for this week is everyone can't meet you where you are. Accept yeah. that with love, Ooh. compassion, and understanding. And that's maybe something that can tie into if you guys feel like B Shock when someone asks you or questions where you're from. Not everyone's going to understand that. And sometimes you find a time where you have to defend yourself and actually ask the question is why don't you think I'm from there? Or they sometimes just got to go and be like, yeah, I'm from the this side of, of town. I love where I'm from. And then just keep it going. But sometimes you just can't expect everyone to be on your level. And sometimes you got to leave people behind for you to move forward. So remember that. Um, hope you guys are staying warm. I can say that everyone is feeling this effect of the cold. Mm-hmm. Even in Texas, I hear you guys are feeling it mm-hmm. um, in some some shape or form. But Stay warm. Um, Darnold, obviously, Mufasa's death doesn't mean anything to these people on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if that doesn't make you feel any type of way, yeah. No one likes Lion King, I guess. And Bambi's mom, we don't have a name for her, is more important than Mufasa's death. Does that make you I'm going to argue with that just to, just to piss off Darnold. How does that make you feel, Darnell? <laughs> You'll hear this like two months from now and come at us. <laughs> you know he, he ain't as low as he used to be. Hey, y'all, uh, don't be at Who's Mans out on these streets because we going to find you. Be easy, be blessed. All right, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>